Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25, this is what it says. Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, since he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other. And all the more, as you see the day approaching. There's a lot in those three verses, folks. Pray with me. Father, today we gather in this place to celebrate you. God, we gather in this place to worship you. God, we gather in this place because you have been faithful, you have been good, and you will be faithful, and you will be good. So God, as we gather, we praise you. God, meet us here this morning, not not simply in, 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 in our gathering, but God, speak to our hearts. Help us to hear from you this morning. God, but more than, than to hear, help us to understand that which you are saying to us. God, help us to be able to leave this place in about 30 minutes, having drawn closer to you. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. So what is the command of Hebrews 10, 23 through 25? If you've heard this, this passage preached before, you're going to know that uh, pretty typically, and I've heard it. If you hadn't heard it, then, then my preacher was different from yours. Uh, when when this, this passage has been preached in the past, I've heard it said that the writer of Hebrews is telling us to go to church. Go to church, Right? All right, so if you're familiar with the passage, how many of you have heard it preached? Go to church. <laughs> yeah, you have. Go to church. All right, so then my next question's a little different. It, it, it carries the same kind of idea, but, but what do we see as the expectation of these verses? See, that's what I want us to get to today. What is God's expectation in having breathed out these words into what I believe happened to be the pen or scribe of Paul to communicate a message from God to the Hebrew Christians scattered throughout the Roman Empire? What is God's expectation to those people? What's God's expectation of us? What discipline? Does God want to see in us? See, we are dealing with... Did I grab a picture this morning? No, I didn't. I keep telling... I'm going out of frame. Sorry. Whoops. Here we go. Folks watching online go, where did he go? All right, here you go. Faith and discipline. This is our this is our theme for the year. Faith and discipline. You can grab one of these pictures. They're up here. They're out at the welcome desk. Jordan drew this up for us. And, 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 and there are a lot of little elements in here, and I've not undertaken to explain this yet. But the idea is this first quarter we are spending in this idea of our our the disciplines of faith. What does it mean to to exercise discipline in our faith? I started out the year uh, this section talking about the fact that that the word discipline and disciple come from the same word. Okay? So if we're going to exercise discipline well if we're going to be a disciple we're going to live out the disciplines of our faith and the disciplines of our faith are those things we do whether we feel like it or not 
You're just going to do it. I asked that question. What are you good at? How'd you get good at it? By practice. By doing it again and again and again. Right? So the, the discipline we're looking at this morning is that, that, that God expects, uh, His, His children, His family, the body of Christ, the, the fellowship of believers. God expects us to come together in fellowship. Okay? God's expectation is, is that we get together. I don't believe these verses say go to church. See? All right, so those of you who grew up in that, you you already started going, oh no, what's he going to say this time? Uh, I want to thank you for your prayers because this week's been a tough week. <clears throat> that last song, All My Hopes in Jesus, man, I just, woo-hoo. Yeah, see? It's been a tough week. Thank you for praying for me. Thank you for praying for my mom. Tuesday and Wednesday, I was, if you'd ask, I wouldn't have been happy. Thursday was not the best, but Friday, suddenly there was a hope. And I was like, okay. Yesterday morning, I got up really early, headed back here. You know, had a little thing we were doing last night, so we did that. And, and man, I was ready to preach because, because my prayer was God. God, I, I, I need your hope. Not my hope. I can't figure it out. I can't make it happen. God, I need a hope that's only found in you. And man, he started building me up. Man, he just started. I could, just, you know, internal. I could just feel it. It's like, oh no, man, if I feel it on Saturday, I am going to bust wide open on Sunday. Okay? Friday morning, the day of hope, my mom wakes up and of course, we wake her up because that's our job. So we wake her up and uh, she says, I need to go to church. I said, Mom, it's Friday. She said, but I need to go to church. I said, Mom, I said, it's, you don't go to church on Friday. You go to church on Sunday. She said, but we haven't been to church in so long. And I said, I know, Mom. I said, you, you're not able to go, Right? So after we wake her up and everything, get her in a wheelchair, and she's sitting in front of this monstrous 65-inch screen TV, I said, Mom, guess what we can do? We can bring church to you. I was like, so I said, and I pulled up YouTube, pulled up the gatherings page on YouTube, pulled up last Sunday's message, and I turned on Bobby. Now, y'all are laughing at this point, but wait till you hear the end of the story. <laughs> she listened to the first 30, I think it was, I think on YouTube after it's been edited, it was about 33 minutes. So she listened to the message and I was back in there. I was going, Mom, how you doing? She said, I didn't want to be preached at. <laughs> I was like, Mom, you don't have to listen to me. I can find somebody else on there. But see, she's of that mentality that there's, there is a, an expectation, even for her and her generation, there's this command, right? To, to go to church. You know, I don't have a problem meeting people. I don't have a problem meeting people. I meet people everywhere I go. Everywhere I go, I meet people. Uh, and I admit, man, my brain, it's failing. I don't remember all the names. I don't remember all the circumstances of meeting people, but I meet people. And people will say to me, they say, oh, yeah, I met you at such and such. And I go, I don't think I've ever been there. 
And they'll go, yeah, you were there. And I go, no, I am here. And then people say, you know, so-and-so knows you. And I go, okay. I believe you. They know me. Good. I'm fine with that, right? I don't have a problem meeting people. No trouble whatsoever. Uh, Mom went into the, the Lindley Park uh, nursing home slash rehab place, right? I met her her bed next door neighbor there. Got to talking to Diane about Jesus. I asked, G, I asked Diane, did she want to pray and, and, and receive Christ? She said, yes, she received Christ. Uh, my mom's out of the rehab, but I went back to see Diane this week and hang out with Diane and prayed with Diane and her new roommate. I don't have a problem meeting people. The, one of the administrators of the nursing home got to talking to him over the last seven weeks. Uh, he He's a Christian. His daddy was a pastor. He was in seminary when COVID hit and the seminary shut down. So guess what? I got to encourage him. I told him, I said, dude, I said, if you live down near Surf City, I'd put you to work. And he kind of went, never know. I don't have a problem meeting people every day. Guess what? You don't have a problem meeting people. Some people call themselves introverts. But you know what? Every person I know runs into people. We all run into people. Can we call those meetings? Right? We meet up with people. You meet up with people in the grocery store. Uh, you might you might schedule a meeting with people over coffee maybe, right? Oh, I've got a meeting at the coffee shop over coffee, or or I've got a meeting at the Hardee's over biscuits if you're uh, a man over 65. <laughs> right? I mean, if that's you, I'm sorry. Look, Harold raised his hand. <laughs> you see, I mean, we don't have a problem meeting people in our culture and in our society. We run into people all the time. So meeting together is not a problem. Why we meet might be the challenge, right? Why we come together to meet might be our challenge. So so why meet? What is the reason for meeting? Let's look at this passage again. You ready? I want, I, want, I want to kind of walk through these three verses before I back up a little bit. Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering. We are God's kids, okay? Who am I? I am God's child. I belong to Jesus. Jesus died on the cross. He rose from the dead. He redeemed me. He saved me. He regenerated me. I have hope in Jesus Christ. Okay? Right? Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering since because he who promised is faithful. If you go back to verse 1 of chapter 10, you get the whole rundown of why the Hebrew people can count on their faith in Jesus Christ. Because God made a way through the veil in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We're going to read that a little, a little bit of that in just a minute. And let us consider one another in order to provoke love and good works. So, Let's talk about this a minute. Okay? When you were getting ready this morning, and you knew that at eight ten, well, for Scott this morning, eight <laughs> eleven. Messing with you, Scott. Sorry. You know what? All these guys—they know they're not going to catch any slack from me. You know, 
And then he turned around and blamed it on Lou. Did y'all hear that? <laughs> but when I asked Lou about that, he said, it was my fault. I was holding him up. <laughs> anyway, here you go. Did you think about the people you'd see this morning? Did you consider the people you'd be sitting around who might show up that you saw last week? Or maybe somebody that might not show up that you expect to show up? Or or maybe somebody that you ran into in the in the community this week that you hoped would show up and and and, and did you consider uh praying for other believers in the body of Christ and lifting up people and guess what I know? Man, you guys have been praying for me like nonstop for the last few weeks. Because otherwise, guess what? I promise you I'd be broke down. See, God just continues to give me a hope and just, he goes, here it is. Boom. Here it is. Sometimes when I'm not expecting it, God goes, here it is. You see, let us consider one another. Why? In order to provoke love and good works to encourage each other, the body of Christ, God's kids to encourage one another to the, to the love of each other and the love of good works to serve one another. You see? And then we get to the verse, not neglecting to gather together, not neglecting to gather together. Five words, which many times have been preached to say, go to church. Now I'm going to confess something. I've preached it too. Not neglecting to gather. I personally like this translation of it. Some translations say the assembling of yourselves together. Okay. So, so it, it, it comes from a, a Greek translation, the Septuagint translation. This word that says gather right here only appears in the New Testament two times. Now, can I tell you that in context from the Hebrew, from the Greek language, it really doesn't speak to weekly worship. See, I don't know if you've ever been told that or not. This is actually a reference to the anticipation of the end. This actual verse, uh, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. The day. What day? <laughs> that day. <laughs> I would say, excuse me, the last day, because we've seen some references to prophecy being last days and all. No, not the last day, because guess what? We get to spend 10,000 times 10,000 days with Jesus. But there is a day coming when God's going to say, enough. I don't know when it is. <laughs> Can I tell you this? You don't either. And neither do those guys on TV. They don't know either. But there's a day coming. So, so not neglecting gathering together is really about encouraging one another to persevere, to love, to serve. To, to tell people about Jesus because guess what? As we walk this journey, as we travel this life, God expects us to take people with us toward the throne. To take people with us to Jesus. So, so every conversation is about Jesus. Do you know when I meet people? 
I, my, my mom and dad live up in Belton, South, not Belton. Yeah, Belton, Belton, yeah. Where am I? All right. Mom and dad live in Belton. You know what? Uh, 25 years ago, I was running a little after-school gymnasium program where kids came and played basketball. It was wintertime. One kid left this hoodie there. It was the color of our chairs, and it had gamecocks emblazoned across the front. Right? Well, I've been a Clemson fan since I was eight. Belton, South Carolina is kind of the Clemson hive. You know, you go up in the upstate of South Carolina, man, you better be wearing orange. But this kid left this Gamecock jersey in the gymnasium 25 years ago. I kept it in my office for a long, long time, and he never came to get it. So I adopted it. It's been in my closet for 25 years. I wear it regularly. People who know I'm a Clemson fan go, what are you wearing that for? And I go, because I went to South Carolina. I did. I went to South Carolina because of the study program I wanted to go into. And I wore that shirt this week in Belton, South Carolina. One of mom's therapists, the physical therapist, came in on Tuesday. And, and I said, hey, how you doing? She said, fine, but you're wearing the wrong shirt. I was like, really now? And then I happened to notice she had a tiger paw on her shirt, right? In the upstate of South Carolina, I can meet up with people who are Clemson fans all day long. And guess what? When we meet up as Clemson fans, guess what we talk about? Clemson Tigers. Football mainly, right? We talk about things like Dabo Sweeney. Now, if I said that in any other context, you'd all be going, what? That's his name. Anybody know how he got that name? Dabo? Huh? When his little brother was born, he couldn't say his name. He said, that boy. And that boy became Dabo. See, and that, see, y'all just got educated regarding Clemson football. (laughs) It doesn't matter. But I can meet with people all day long. And I can meet with people about all kinds of things, topics, subjects, reasons. But what God is anticipating for the body of Christ to do is to meet together with the, with the, the emphasis and the expectation of encouraging one another and, and lifting one another up and loving one another as we look toward that day we're encouraging each other to persevere to keep going and i will say this going to church can be part of what this is this is one of our meetings together to encourage each other it doesn't expressly mean go to church but it can include going to church where are you going to meet tomorrow with people in the body of christ might be around your own dinner table. Might be at breakfast. This lady going out of... I just keep using references from the week. I think I was leaving Ingalls in Belton. And uh, this lady said... Uh, the cashier said something about, about like, have a nice day. And I said, well, I hope you all do too. Well, the other lady next to her said, I hope your day's blessed. She sent me a signal, didn't she? Don't you think? That lady knows it's not just about having a great day. It's about being blessed in the day. And God's in charge of that. All right? 
standing in Hardy's ordering a couple of hot ham and cheese sandwiches and a cheeseburger because that's what mom and daddy wanted that night. Guy's standing there. I find out he says, yeah, if I make it to Wednesday, I'll be 89 years old. I said, well, congratulations and happy birthday. He said, yes. He said, you know, God's really blessed me. Hey, guess who I just met? A brother in Christ. So we stood there and talked. We had a meeting in Hardy's waiting on hot ham and cheese. Okay? Meat. Why meat? That's God's command. That's God's expectation. And now listen to this because this is, this is part of the little key thing. I'm going to back up to verse 19. I warned, I warned them up there so they might have it there for you. Therefore, thank you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have boldness to enter the sanctuary through the blood of Jesus. Right? So this is answering the who meets and who meets for the why meets. Okay, since we have boldness to enter the sanctuary through the blood of Jesus, he has inaugurated for us a new and living way through the curtain. That is through his flesh. So the veil that separated the people from God was ripped top to bottom when Jesus was crucified. And Christ, by his shed blood, gave us entrance into the presence of God as his kids. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, which is Jesus, here you go. Verse 22, let us draw near. Let us draw near. With a true heart in full assurance of faith. With our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience. And our bodies washed in pure water, let us hold on to the confession of our hope. That kind of explains the meeting, doesn't it? It's not just sitting in chairs or pews and some preacher standing on a platform and shouting for an hour. It's about God bringing his people together to encourage us to persevere to the end, to keep going, to keep on keeping on. See, this is kind of critical. Let us draw near one-on-one. Let us draw near where two or three are gathered in my name. I am in their midst. Let us draw near all together to come before God's presence, to come into his throne room. Um, I wanted to show you this little book that I've been reading. It's out of print now. Nick went online and tried to find every obscure copy of this thing he could find. I think he found like three or four. I've had copies of it because I used to order it by the case and give it away. Most of it looks like this. It's a journaling book. But it journals your way through the six disciplines of our faith. And we're on discipline four. We've got two more and then we're going to back up and do them again. Okay. This one in this book is called Fellowship of Belie- Fellowship with Believers. Fellowship with believers. And this is what the author, 
David Carter says, Christian fellowship involves gathering corporately for celebration, praise, encouragement, support, strength, and building relationships. Gathering places include homes, churches, businesses, large meeting halls, conference and retreat centers. Believers gather as families, members of a congregation, participants in a focused activity, fellow workers, members of a religious organization. Fellowship with believers also provides a laboratory for Christian growth. Your personality might be tested, challenged, and strengthened by loving person God, persons God gives you to love. <laughs> I know some churches where people sit on this side of the room because of the people sitting on that side of the room. I was told this week that there was such a a thing. I don't know who told me this, so if you're in the room, forgive me. I'm going to tell the story because I just thought it was a riot. Uh, the churches were having such conflict over music that that for part of the worship gathering, they do songs just from the hymnals. And then part of the worship gathering, they would do songs that were contemporary and on a screen. And this person walked into this room, and when they were doing the hymnal songs, everybody on this side of the church stood up and held their hymnals. And when they were finished with those songs, they sat down. And then the contemporary songs, everybody on this side of the church got up and sang off the screen. And I thought, if it works. <laughs> to love others with the quality of love Christ taught requires change. We must discipline ourselves to forgive when we have been hurt. To seek reconciliation when we are not at fault and to forgive and move on when the other person will not reconcile. Fellowship with believers carries a high degree of responsibility. Books entitled Day by Day in God's Kingdom. It's a discipline to meet as the body of Christ whether it's here, whether it's around your dinner table, whether it's family gatherings or in the grocery store, God expects the body of Christ to meet around the priorities of loving and good works and encouraging one another as you see the day approaching. There's a day coming, y'all. People ask me all week long. Mm. Did you hear this in the news? Somebody's already asked me about some conference. I don't, they want me to watch online. I, I think it was Deborah. Anyway, she's not here yet. Anyway, I watch and listen to a lot of things. There are a lot of things that I think could happen, but but I don't know. I do know that God promised there's a day. And I'm living like it could be today. And I'm hoping you are too. I want to encourage you in that. You see, the confession of our hope. Folks, Thursday night, I was somewhat empty of a hope. And Friday morning, God reminded me that He is my hope.
Okay? If you don't know Jesus, that's that's where hope is. If you know him, you know that. Maybe you know him, but but the world just crowds and distracts and presses in on you. Well, guess what? He meets you in that place. He encourages you in that place. And then he picks you. I, this is the way I describe it because I'm still a kid at 60 years old, okay? I, 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 I almost feel God picking me up and dusting me off and going, here you go. And sending me on. You see? Man, I want to encourage you in that. The world around us can spin out of control. And yet God is on his throne. If you don't know Jesus, we want to introduce you. Maybe you want to be a member of the gathering. Uh, I'm going to mention this. Take about a minute to do it. The gathering's covenant relationship. I put about 300 of these things around the building. It's just four statements of how we're going to meet together, agree together in meeting. If you want to pick one up, there's one, there's some there, there's some there, there's some out at the welcome desk. It's just four statements. There's a lot of scripture and supporting stuff. And, and if you choose, we don't require it. But if you choose, you can sign it, date it, put your name, address, email address, and you can drop it in one of the boxes. And we'll be praying for you. Because guess what? God brought us together to meet. Okay? Love it that you're here. Love it that we get to hang out around the Word of God. Pray with me. Father, thank you for today and all that you're doing. God, thank you for speaking through your word, by your spirit. Thank you, God, for calling us close draw, to draw near. God, help us to draw near to you. Help us to draw near to one another. God, help us to encourage one another. Help us to love one another. Help us to serve one another. Help us to be the body of Christ that, that shows a world that is lost and dark and quite honestly going to hell. God, let us live the life that shows them hope a hope that's only found in Jesus. God, thank you for your encouragement this morning, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.